Well, good evening, Avalon Church. I have no idea if one or 10 of you are on here, so we're excited to share this Ask Me Anything time. Why in the world are we doing this? Because, frankly, what else are we going to be doing right now? We're just excited to be together, hoping to connect together, laugh together a little bit, grow together, maybe even have some inspiration to go. Uh, that's what family does, right? So we're going to say to you, ask us anything, and just know that there's probably a 15-second delay between uh, us and the comments that come in. And so ha have a little bit of patience. And um, do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, um, in the comments on Facebook and YouTube, let us know you're here. Just say hi. And uh, we would love to see who's on here. So I'm going to ask all of the staff, and I think we can only fit four on the screen at one time, and so we'll leave it to Dennis Sink to fix whoever's talking. But um, I'd love to know, guys and gals, what are you doing to help connect people to your ministry and to connect people to each other? What's going on? Lisa, we'll start with you. <laughs> Thank you for starting with me. Hi, everybody. Lisa here, Children's Director. Um, yeah, this is um, all new to us, just like Don said. And um, how, am I, how am I connecting with my families? Um, well, the, um, what am I doing? I'm, I just created recently, this past couple weeks, I've created a Facebook page. I created an Instagram page. These are things that I've been wanting to do. And, um, and I thought, hey, listen, I'm, I was a little worried at first to do it, but I, it's, it's, it's important to do it right now. So I plan to connect with our families through there, through email. Um, of course, I want to call families and see how they're doing um, to try to provide you as much as we as I can to help you because I know that this is um, hard for most of us. So I can say all of us, this is different for us. So that's how I'm going to try to connect. Awesome. Awesome. Mike, what are you doing? Oh, um, this is Mike. I'm the um, youth pastor, student pastor, and we actually um, have a couple different things that we're um, doing that we actually got kicked off. Um, first and foremost, we're having uh, weekly small groups with all of our um, youths and young people. Um, so they're going to be meeting with their youth leaders at least once a week, um, you know, just to spend some time, you know, um, loving on each other and in the word and prayer. Um, there's also a daily devotional that they're going to be starting on Monday. Um, from the Bible app, which I think is going to be awesome, or version, And also, every Tuesday, um, we're going to continue with our weekly meetings as a whole. We actually just had our first one last night on uh, our YouTube channel, which was phenomenal. The attendance was great. Um, got a lot of good feedback on everything. And um, so starting off, that's what we're doing to get everybody uh, connected and uh, to continue with fellowship. Awesome. Awesome. Now I'm looking at not seeing a lot of questions come in yet. So we're going to just keep going. William, tell us what you're doing. Well, good evening, everybody. Um, I'm experiencing some internet issues. So if I get frozen in a funny face, please don't hold it against me. It's but I blame it on AT&T. Um, yeah. We are very, very busy. We're trying to mobilize everything from uh, live to online. Um, we're creating um, uh, more resources so that it will be all centralized. 
Facebook is definitely up and Instagram and we've been using uh, our YouTube channel. We have a, a, a Spanish YouTube channel now. Um, so we're trying to get everything um, up and running. Uh, last night we had a, our first uh, life group meeting via uh, GoToConnect and uh, there was 25, no, 20, excuse me, 22 of us there. And it was uh, very encouraging because there was a lot of people who normally don't connect because of work or whatever schedule. So that was very encouraging. And tomorrow we have two life groups starting also um, online. So I'm a little nervous, but excited and trusting in the Lord that every, everything will come out all right. Awesome. All right. Well, um, for some of you, you're wondering where are we either on Facebook or on YouTube, but uh, I searched Avalon Church Orlando and got both of those. So, Jim, uh, one question has come in and um, it says, <laughs> is it true that even after your long distinguished career in the Navy, you still wish you had joined the Air Force? Would you like to share? <laughs> well, Dick Reyes, because I'm not letting you get away with that one without owning it. Uh, absolutely not. You know, I chose wisely. I chose early. And so everything's good. Uh, it was a good choice. Hey, you're probably wondering what, uh, you know, uh, and what my involvement is in connecting because I don't have a children's ministry or a youth ministry or Spanish congregation. But I, I hope you know that I've uh, been working hard behind the scenes to make sure that we get Facebook posts, make sure that we get emails for those of you who aren't on social media for uh, to make sure that our website along with Rich Mon, who's been a great asset and helped to me, uh, keeping the, the face, I mean, the website updated with uh, the latest information and the latest videos. Uh, on a more personal level, uh, to my two life groups, my Why Nots and Just Nots, I've been trying to send them a, uh, uh, a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday challenge. Anything from share a photo of something you did over the weekend that was new and interesting to something you're thankful for uh, to something we can pray for. And uh, there's just been a lot of activity and involvement for the life groups. And also uh, the same feeling and concern that we all have on the staff to not have anybody be uh, isolated or felt you know, like they're not being uh, connected or thought of or prayed for. Um, I, I was blessed to be able to spend uh, most of yesterday morning sending out texts and making phone calls to folks about, about 45 worth and uh, was just really, really glad that almost everyone was able to respond and either share that they're doing okay or uh, uh, to express concern or prayers for the staff or the leadership and the rest of the church or, or to share a prayer request, which I quickly passed on to the prayer team and prayed for myself. So connections happening on a, on a whole lot of different levels. I told Debbie this morning that I can, I can almost hardly wait for this coronavirus thing to get over so my phone uh, is not dinging, dinging, dinging all day long. Uh, get it back to whatever normal is going to be after that. Yeah, me too. Boy, me too. Well, uh, I, I, there was somebody who asked on, on Facebook, um, Lisa, but I'm going to ask Lisa and Mike, because um, it said, what are some things that you do or some resources you have to help kids connect to Jesus? But I wanted to ask you, um, not only kids and people in your ministry, what are you doing to connect with Jesus during this time? Mike, you want to go first? Sure. Um, something that we do, and 
To be honest, I would say it's really not anything out of out of the norm. Um, you know, we're spending time in prayer. My wife and I usually get up um, at the beginning of the day just to spend time in the Word and praying. And then, typically, as a family, and this is something that we've we've done for a while. At least one night a week, we actually um, have what's called our prayer altar. And what we do, we turn off all TV, turn off all computers, uh, all social media. Um, and we just, you know, separate ourselves uh, to the Lord for the night. And we usually spend time in worship. And, um, you know, then, then that usually leads on to us studying the Word together as a family and then praying. And it usually um, just ends up being a really good time. Um, so we've continued that um, during this time as well. Okay. The, um, Lisa, what what I'm doing? doing, what I'm doing for myself is... Um, I one thing I love to do is um, praise and worship. Usually, sometimes when I feel that um, I want to get closer to God before getting into a devotional, before getting into um, any type of Bible reading, I love to blast my music and kind of worship. And it could be anywhere. My kids hear me now. My husband's hearing me because David is now working from home, so I'm sure he's hearing me from the other room. But um, I love to do that, and then have. <laughs> have my devotion time, I wake up in the morning and I start my day with that because honestly, I don't know what my day is going to look like. I know the norm, you know, the kids are home, so, but sometimes some days are better than others and it's, sometimes the kids are better than other days, but starting my morning like that kind of helps me throughout the day. Um, and then we like to do, we try to do like a, a weekly devotion with the kids and um, try to do that with them so that they know that that's important. I um, now, as far as the ministry goes, um, can I answer that question as well? That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The um, with the ministry, I know um, someone asked, someone asked what type of resources for for children. I think it's a little bit different than it is for youth because um, our parents have to show the kids what I'm providing. So I like to provide parents with you know different types of resources to show to their children. I'm going to be making videos, which probably I might sound silly in them, but kids like silly and they like fun. So um, just disregard me being silly. But if you can show them what I what I um, do, that'll be awesome. Devotion, I just started a devotion, a seven day devotion about anxiety because um, my son, he, he just, I posted on Facebook, he was having trouble and I posted a devotion that I think could help not only him, but so many kids that are having anxiety during this time. As, as an adult, I feel that some of it can be very, like I feel antsy sometimes. I can't imagine the kids. Um, so I plan on doing that, putting activities on, on our Facebook, on my Avalon Kids Facebook page, on Instagram. So just be on the lookout for um, things here and there. I'm gonna try posting like every day, every other day. Um, and then you can kind of pick and choose what you think your kids would love or have fun watching. Now, both of you guys are using version, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. With, yep. with your kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have okay. A so, um, go ahead. Hey, Don. Uh, I have a, a distinct advantage as a, as a more senior adult without kids at home. Uh, you know, my time is a little bit more of my own, but, but even so I find that for me, uh, there, there's, especially in this season, it's really, really important for me to, to go out and prayer walk, uh, to get out of the house, uh, you know, to walk uh, three miles maybe, and uh, just spend some time maybe listening to a good podcast, 
uh, at, for half of it. And then the other half, just talking to Jesus. I can talk out loud. People think I'm talking on the phone. That's fine. I can get away with it. But I, I just find that uh, for me being uh, outside and active um, has been my best, one of my best ways to connect with the Lord and stay refreshed. Also to reach out and, and uh, I've been calling and, and praying with a lot of people. Either they've initiated a, uh, a request or I've just been, you know, they've been on my heart and mind. But uh, sometimes just being able to, to pray with someone makes that extra special connection when two of us are, uh, you know, together in the name of, uh, of the Lord Jesus. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. For me, I'm still waking up early. version has been huge, um, and I've just been reading, um, reading a lot more in the mornings just to prepare my heart. But uh, uh, we've had several people ask questions about um, needs in the community, the homeless, <clears throat> excuse me, various things like that. Wanted to let you know that, um, yes, we, uh, we are about to get a huge sign outside uh, that's going to let people know that they're loved. Uh, we have some yard signs being ordered that will be here by Saturday that we'll put out that say, um, you know, if you need help. Uh, we have a special website set up just for this time, uh, avalonchurch.org slash help. And that goes, and if you want to volunteer, you can let us know there. If you need some help, you can let us know there. And uh, even if you need prayer requests, if you have a prayer request, you can let us know. So that's going to be available to everybody. Right now, um, every need that's come in has been met. Uh, several of you have been uh, donating uh, significant gifts, and thank you, because that is a uh, uh, the camp hosts and others are already going out buying groceries and supplies and things to give out. We're going to be storing those in, in the trailer out uh, towards the front of the church, and um, and those are going to be given out daily. So thank you. Uh, that That is going on. And then, John, you mentioned about um, Easter having an outdoor service. We actually have talked about that, but uh, last week and so far this week has been so crazy we haven't started planning but yeah uh we're gonna check with authorities and make sure we're good but um that would be fun so uh, uh keep your ears out for that one um all right hey donna so a um, quick, yes, quick thing from me please hey uh, dennis could you put up the uh the uh text number there at the bottom of the screen if you happen to have that available i also want to remind people that um you know one of our great uh, uh, commands from the Lord is to be involved with our community, to be touching the lives of others. And, uh, you know, so my, my constant prayer for all of us is that our, that our eyes and ears would be open as we're walking our neighborhoods or interacting with people. Uh, and, and that if we become aware of prayer needs, uh, someone, you know, in our neighborhood that just uh, maybe uh, Maybe they'll talk to me and I can share, you know, their prayer concern, or maybe they won't, you know, don't want to make it public, you know, necessarily, but I can share. I have a neighbor that has a need. Uh, we just want everybody to be aware and take advantage uh, of the number that you see there on your screen, 407-559-8210. If you'll just text the word prayer, uh, it'll, it'll take you to a quick little form that'll you know, ask for some information about who you are and how we can get in contact with you. And then a place at the bottom for you to, to share your prayer request. Our, our typical or one of our modes of receiving those was on a Sunday morning in, in the worship service. People fill out prayer cards or the tear off at the bottom of the bulletin and would drop it in the offering of the boxes. And 
Uh, obviously, we don't have that right now, but we really do want to be praying for people and with people. And so please take advantage of that number, put it in your phone. In my phone, I call it Avalon Text. It's easy to find. And then uh, type prayer, and it will give you an opportunity to, to share a prayer request uh, with us. And if it's something you would like to be prayed for, share your, share your request. Uh, I'm afraid. I wish someone could pray with me. And there will be someone calling you uh, shortly to just do that very, very thing. It's an honor. We look forward to it. Absolutely. And just so you all know, I, I know I'm kind of moderating right now, but uh, I've told everybody, please interrupt me. Um, and if it sounds weird, it's because there's probably a one second delay for us. Uh, but um, thank you, Jim. Uh, Rich, I appreciate your question. You asked how the church finances were doing right now. And um, just wanted to share with you, you know, the first week we did not meet, the, the offering was really low that week. Uh, this past week, we didn't make budget, but it wasn't as, wasn't as bad. Um, but finances are going to be probably one of the things that most churches are um, going to deal with right now because, um, frankly, everybody has a million other things on, on their mind. So what we've tried to do is uh, we've tried to make this, this process as easy as possible. The number on your screen right now, you can text uh, give to that number and it just takes you right to the giving. Um, but, yeah, uh, for us to be able to give to the community, it's definitely going to take the church uh, continuing to to be faithful and give and uh and so thank you for that question don can i speak to that again too for just yeah. a moment um uh however you know while the offerings to you know the the general fund uh have been a little low over the last two weeks not unlike the avalon spirit of generosity uh the giving to the fund that we just called COVID-19, um, the giving to that fund, which can also be accessed through texting give to that number or going on our website and using the giving icon. Um, the response to that has been like the item of the month responses historically have been. It's been great. And we just really, really appreciate, um, you know, people rising up for that specific need. But I appreciate Rich's question, you know, about not losing sight of you know, ongoing ministry too. Uh, I want to let you know that if you give online, uh, the system that we use just informed us that uh, the ACH trans transactions, ACH, yeah, you know, the ones directly from your bank, uh, that they used to be 25 cents uh, a transaction, they are now free. And, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a no cost devolution uh, to uh, provide your your gifts and your and your donations to Avalon Church. Thanks, thanks. So like uh, no other questions have come in that I can see right now. So don't feel like you have to uh, keep the question serious too. Um, I'm kind of curious to all of you, what, what are you doing for fun? What are you doing with your kids right now? Because uh, I know that everybody's stir crazy. Anybody? Okay, while well, they're thinking, four kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm actually going to back up because there were a couple questions that I saw um, on Facebook, if you don't mind. And one of them was a, a really good question. I um, mean, and a couple people even chimed in. But someone asked, "How do you reach teenagers that are not into Jesus right now?" 
which I think is a phenomenal question. And I think part of the answer is in the question. Um, Jesus, and I'll, and I'll say this, you know, with all sincerity of heart, Jesus is not something to be into. He's someone to be involved with. And what I, what I um, would say to that question is when, you, when you're coming at Jesus as rather someone rather than something, it really puts the emphasis back on relationship. And what I would say to that is that, and I just had this conversation with someone, any time that someone in Scripture came across Jesus and they interacted with him, their life was totally different. And what, what I'll, uh, as far as teens that aren't quote-unquote into Jesus, I would say that they need to be introduced to him. And the way that they're introduced to him is through his body. So um, one of the things that we're looking to do with the youth, there's no better person to be Jesus to a teen than another teen. So uh, with equipping and training and teaching um, the teams that are here that are um, that do have a relationship with the Lord to be equipped to reflect Jesus to those friends around them, I think that's the best way of rather than um, getting someone into Jesus, introducing them to uh, the risen Savior that is Jesus and allowing Jesus to um, to really speak for himself through that person's life. Um, so that that's that's something that I would say to that question, and if anyone else wanted to chime in, anybody? I think Mike, someone asked about the um, the youth um, YouTube channel. How is it that they can log into that and be able yep. to watch on Tuesday nights? Yeah, so there's actually um, a link that's on the Instagram page, on the youth Instagram page that actually will bring you directly to the YouTube channel. Um, it's actually Avalon Youth um, is the name of the uh, channel. However, if you just look at Avalon Youth, there's several different Avalon Youth um, churches throughout the nation. So what I would recommend doing, um, look at the um the the youth uh, the Avalon Youth Instagram page to find that link. I'm also going to try to post that on the um, the main Facebook um, link uh, so that you can actually just click on it and it'll take you directly to it. Awesome. Anybody else? I right, actually so had someone. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I had someone ask me a question. <laughs> and then we'll tell you what we're doing for fun, okay? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> she asked, how do, how, how do we communicate with younger children with anxiety about coronavirus? What Bible verses should we read with, with our children? I thought that was a good question. And um, I asked myself that question when, um, when I had my situation with my son. But um, I posted on the Facebook page and on Instagram. No, not on Instagram, only on the Facebook page. I posted a devotion. It's um, The name of the devotion is Keys for Kids Devotional. And it's about conquering fear. And I think that's a good way to start. And just read, read along with them and ask them questions. And, and I think it's important to pray with them, to pray with our kids. Um, just to give them hope and just to know that, you know, this is a season that we're going through right now. And um, I do have verses, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share those on our page so that you can have them and you can read them back with your kids. 
Awesome. Yeah. I guess you should say copy over and out. <laughs> over and out. <laughs> what are y'all doing for fun, Lisa? What's y'all doing for fun over there, man? Oh, what are we doing for Give fun? Give us some Everybody ideas. Getting... What can we do? Uh, I am, we are playing way too many board games. I'll tell you that. The, um, some kids are tired of the board games. We've been trying to go outside, <laughs> trying to play with, you know, be creative outside, um, but it's hot. So then we come back in, play another board game. So we've been doing a lot of that back and forth. So I'm looking at, I don't know if that was me, I'm sorry. Um, we're trying to figure out some other fun things to do. Sorry. Hey, Don, we William, a, what are you, oh, go ahead. We've got uh, one, or, one or two questions that have come in over, over YouTube. Uh, Nancy asked, you know, had had we considered a uh, a drive-through prayer tent uh, in, in the church parking lot? And uh, Nancy, no, actually, uh, that hadn't crossed my mind anyhow. But uh, uh, that's that's something that we would really like to talk about. I can see where you know many of our people who love prayer and praying. Uh, you know, especially the Spanish congregation and others, that that might be something, uh, you know, that we could we could implement. I can see where, uh, you know, somebody coming out just keeping the good social distance, but being willing to pray for them might be something um, to be considered. Thank you, thank you for that question, that suggestion. Also, we've um, uh, William alluded to it. This is different. William alluded to doing his some of his life groups on Zoom, and we've had a number of life groups. Uh, Ryan Seipler did a, did a great job of getting the life group leaders on, on board and up to speed on how to use Zoom to do life group meetings. But someone not in a life group, but wanting to connect with their, uh, their community asked if there might be a way for us to, uh, uh, Dennis or, or you know, some I know there's a bunch of others, uh, Philip Hahn, others uh, that we could put. Uh, you know, if they were to, if someone would write in and say, "Could someone teach me about Zoom?" Uh, we can find someone to teach you about Zoom. So if that's one of the things that you're interested in uh, uh, learning about or having some instruction, how about just making a comment on YouTube or Facebook with your name, or uh, you can you can text just text to 407-559-8210. Don't use any keywords, just text, somebody teach me how to do Zoom. This is Jim Groves, and uh, we'll get back to you. Except put your own name. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and on the prayer tent, I was thinking we could have a, um, a prayer stick that's six feet long and we could stick it between us and make sure that the social distancing is right but uh, we can just call that the holy stick or something maybe not, maybe not. It's, it's weird there's no laughter and i just every joke just bombs when you're doing it this way <laughs> william tell us about this spanish congregation what are you guys doing praying <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we just try to get everybody connected. Um, we have a good amount of older folks, so there's we want to make sure that they're being looked at and taken care of uh, because there's some anxiety uh, still going on. 
you know, being that they're high risk or they consider themselves high risk. So we um, we're loving on them. Each of each of them are receiving at least five phone calls. Um, got to the point that it's saying, you know, you guys are calling me too much. Um, so that's that's what we do, and we kind of like us, uh, adopted, uh, you know, a, a couple of people that each of us take turns calling. Um, as far as personally, um, my, I think my kids are bored of board games now. Um, yeah. We have a, a we're doing a, a devotional. Um, we're having some great conversations um, that you know that we hadn't had an opportunity to have before because we were so busy with life and. But um, yeah, I know that together we're gonna come out stronger as a family and, and as a person uh, through this. For sure, for sure, I agree. Um, uh, Mike, somebody asked in Facebook and maybe you could do it um, on both, but in the comments, mm -hmm. maybe you could link the you, uh, the YouTube live or whatever you're doing for the youth. Maybe you could put a link uh, Yes, there. sir. We are actually putting it up as we speak. Um, Yvonne um, Noriega, she's actually um, going to be uploading that link to the comment section. Also, um, she said that she put it on the main um, Instagram link as well. Um, that way you can, can just access that. Awesome. But we are on it. There it is. She just put it up right now. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Yvonne. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, a lot of people are wondering, you know, where is God in all of this? And um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to uh, I'm just even working on, on my my sharing the message on on Sunday um, and uh, kind of want to ask everybody. I'd love for you to participate and just share what what are some ways that you see God working in the midst of this crisis because i mean god is not a god of anxiety he's not a god of fear he's not a god of viruses he is a god of peace and joy and hope um so but he is also a god who redeems suffering he redeems evil and he, he uses he uses times like this to bring about change that uh, would never have happened had it had we not gone through it and so i'd love to hear from you what are some things you're seeing that God is doing. Well, let me give you, um, let me give you three of them that just kind of come to, to mind right off the top of my head. Uh, one of them is a conversation I had with my my Muslim neighbor. Uh, uh, he was out in the yard while I was out in the yard, and and believe me, Debbie sends me out to play in the yard often just to get me out of the house. <laughs> but uh, I was out talking with him. And my Muslim friend asked me if I thought this was a curse or a punishment from God, uh, which was a great opportunity to say, you know, I don't think it's a curse or a punishment. Uh, I think viruses and sickness and illness and death uh, are about man's sin. And, uh, and that's so, you know, in the big picture, where did this come from? It came from sin. But then it was an opportunity then to talk about you know, God's answer to sin, uh, to the bigger problem, which was, which is Jesus Christ. Um, second thing that I've seen God doing really cool things worth, because my life groups are, are full of uh, younger parents, uh, or parents of younger kids at least, and uh, they just keep telling me, uh, they keep writing and texting me about um, God has been using this to 
get them to slow down as parents, to interact with their kids, uh, to sit and watch even last Sunday's service. And then their, their kids, their children had questions. So there was great dialogue. Uh, there's just a lot of good dialogue happening uh, inside of the families. And uh, that's God at work in my mind. And I think a third thing is, is um, God, God is reminding us that when Jesus taught us to pray, and it was, part of the prayer was, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, Jesus was very intentional about that. Uh, that this is a moment when God is reminding us that everything we put our trust in, uh, as Don would say, you know, control is an illusion. Everything we put our trust in uh, is not trustworthy. Uh, mm -hmm. My bank account, my 403B, my job, um, the only one who's trustworthy is God. And I think as I listen and interact, talk with people that that is, is being reaffirmed and refreshed in people's minds mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. uh, give us this day, our daily bread, the mm -hmm. God of daily living mm -hmm. who wants us to trust him and, mm -hmm. and walk with him. Good. Thank you. Anybody else? One of the things that, that I see um, that's been happening is it's really restoring a sense of community. I'm just kind of piggybacking on uh, what Pastor Jim was just sharing. And I also, um, obviously, it's a terrible thing that's happening, um, but the, the, the word of the Lord makes it very clear that God um, uses all things and works together all things to the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose, not just the good things, but also the bad and terrible things as well. And what I really see happening is a distinguishing between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of men, where everything right now um, you see being shaken. You see the entertainment industry being shaken. You see health uh, being shaken. You know, um, education um, is being shaken. Um, any, anything that has influence in our culture, and not just our culture, but the cultures around the world, are being shaken. And the one thing um, that Scripture talks about that can never be shaken is the kingdom of God. And I believe as time goes on and we continue to see things be shaken more and more and more, that you're going to start seeing a stark difference between the people of God and the kingdom of God and the influence that it has and the influence that the other kingdoms of this world had that seemed to really be to be crumbling and hopefully um this isn't something that you know cherries and labors on and on and on but um the longer and longer that this goes and the more and more you see the people of god you know not just rallying around each other but rallying around the communities that we live in and you know being god's hands and feet to our neighbors i think it's really starting to showcase who the church is supposed to be and how it is that we're supposed to be interacting with those around us. One of the things that Jesus said about himself that echoed what God said about himself in the Old Testament is that he is the great I am, or in other words, whatever it is that you need, he is that for you. And right now, there's so many needs that people are having around us physically, socially, spiritually, emotionally, and it's really giving the church one of the greatest opportunities to be the I am's that are a part of the greater I am, if that makes sense, and being um, those uh, need meters 
um, for those that actually have needs in the community. So, you know, while it's a terrible situation, obviously, that's happening, I see it being almost unprecedented an opportunity for the church to really show who we are and meet the needs of those around us and show the world who Christ is. That's good. It's a good word. There's been a lot of comments online in both Facebook and YouTube as well. I want to encourage you to read them. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah. Um, let, let me, those are all really, really positive things. I'm going to give you what will appear to be a negative, and then I'm going to bring it back to God using it as a positive. Uh, many, many, a lot of the calls I've gotten, a lot of the texts have been from couples uh, that are being challenged by what I think family life calls spousal overload or, or, or some phrase like that. Basically, we're fine as long as I go to work and he goes to work and she goes to work and, and, and we're apart, but, and we only come together for, for the, you know, dinner and then we go off to life group and we go off to something. But, oh my goodness, now we're stuck in the house together with each other all day. Uh, and it's starting to get irritating and it's starting to get challenging. Uh, and, and God says, that's great. This is good stuff. Um, that's how, you know, that's, that's what uh, Mike was talking about when he says, our good God works all things together for good to conform us to the likeness of Christ. And, and even when this proximity in a small space over an extended amount of time is starting to stir up stuff inside of us, you know, I'm just reminded, reminded of the verse in, in James, you know, where, where James writes, count it all joy when the poop hits the fan. That's a, uh, that's a li not so literal. Uh, because when that happens, you learn patience and you learn perseverance and you grow in maturity until you become complete in Jesus. So I see God using this this social situation that many of our families or couples are experiencing as a way to, to make holy people. And I, I just, I'm excited that for the opportunity we have, if we'll take it. That's a good I, word. I can share also um, something as well. Go William. I don't know, do I have the mic? Oh, okay, good, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I have to piggyback on what uh, Mike said and of course what Pastor Jim said, uh, definitely a sense of community um, we were able uh, yesterday in the Spanish uh, congregation able to to love on a single mom that has a sick child. Mm -hmm. and we were able to get her um, uh, groceries, and we just went there unselfishly. And it was we were almost fighting to see who got there first, mm -hmm. which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And also a conversation that I had with a family member of mine who's not a believer, uh, in a way, kind of at times, kind of like mocked me um, about uh, my belief. But uh, she, uh, she stated that. She thought that this was a punishment and how could I be so calm during this time? Uh, pun a punishment from God. So I said, you know, I, I, I can be calm because one, Jesus gives me peace. Second, nothing that's happening right now, it's, it may be new to the world, but it's written in the Bible. And I was able to share with her a little bit of Joel and of course, Second Chronicles uh, 17, uh, chapter seven. And, um, you know, they say the knowledge is power but knowledge only is knowledge is only potential power. It's only power when you apply it. So once you know this and you can kind of like know, knowing what the enemy is, and it is not like God tells you here it is and that's it. He tells you, come to me, repent, and I will heal your land and I will heal your family. 
so it's not like it's just there to happen. He gives us uh, an escape route, if you call that, but you have to be willing to listen. Good word. Thank you. Lisa, I don't want to put you on the spot. Do you want to share anything that you see God doing good through all of this? Uh-oh. Lisa, you're not on. Sorry, I had muted it, so you won't hear my background noise. Do you hear me now? Yes. Okay. The, um, I, I, I saw something on Facebook that I think um, I want to share. Some people might have seen it or maybe not. But um, there's, there was this post that kind of um, had me thinking a little bit. It, it said, in 2030, a college kid asks, in history class, we learned that the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 was really bad. What was it like? The parents' response is, well, everything was shut down in an attempt to kill the virus, but not everyone followed the order to quarantine for 15 days, so it lasted longer than anyone expected. Many people died who shouldn't have. Grocery stores were out of everything because people were hoarding as much as they could. We were scared of economic failure for our country and for ourselves because we couldn't work. Don't you remember it? You were eight years old. The college kid responds, all I remember was the, was the school closing and being homeschooled. I remember doing scavenger hunts in their yard. I remember eating meals as a family for a change. I remember getting sleep because I wasn't up late for homework or getting up early for school. I remember board games as a family. I remember watching our pastor on our laptop. Honestly, it was the happiest time of my childhood. And then it's kind of just sharing, don't lose perspective. And I think as parents, we see the top part of it. We, we see all that, but as a child, they're not gonna remember that. And I think that we should fall back on, on not being hard on ourselves as to what we do with our kids because the simplest things I think can make them happy. And they're not gonna remember all, all that we remember. I think that they're gonna remember like what I read. They're gonna remember being home, playing board games, waking up late. Um, and I think I've heard from a lot of parents that they, they're trying to figure out what to do with our kids, what schedule, what, and I'm not saying not to have a schedule because I think having a schedule is important, but sometimes if you go off that schedule, it's okay. It, it's fine. And I think that, um, I, I think that as parents, we, we're hard on ourselves and, um, and we, it's okay if they wake up late and you don't stick to that schedule for that one day. Sometimes it, it helps with sanity. Um, not, so reading that kind of helped me think like, I, not that I'm not going to be hard on my kids because I'm a little hard on them with certain things, but kind of makes you think a little bit of what they're thinking and what they're seeing versus what we are. Uh, that's, a, that's a good word. I appreciate it. Um, for me, I wanted to share just, uh, I, I see something really um, interesting going on. And um, I, I know that I'm a, um, um, I like the theology side and I, I like uh, the church side and the leadership side and all of that. But I'm noticing something interesting, and that's that uh, COVID-19 is really helping the church be the church rather than the church staff be the church. Mm -hmm. I have uh, just witnessed um, Jennifer Mauricio Campos taking on this challenge of how do we find out about needs in the community and how do we meet these <clears throat> needs in the community. And, um, you know, Pastor Jim, uh, created the the web page for it, but they have run, and they're the ones who are getting the signage, and they're the ones who are putting everything together. They have called many of you. You've bought supplies and groceries, and actually taken them to people's houses and left them on the front door. You 
uh, I'm seeing so much of the church uh, taking ownership for this this thing that is you know called loving our neighbors and and, and sharing Jesus. That um, I think this is almost uh, revolutionary what's happening, and I'm excited about it. I'm not excited about COVID, but I'm excited about how God is using this to um, make the church remember that it's not a building and it's not a service and that pastors aren't special or um, more special than everybody else, but that the reality is we're just lead servants and um, we are leaders who train people uh, and ministers, but, but the church, everybody is the minister. So that's what I'm seeing. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really liking it. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, I think that uh, the church in America and maybe the world will be fundamentally different um, because of what we what we've been experiencing right now, and um, that's what I'm praying for, and so I'm excited. Uh, I, I wanted hey, Don, to let, um, Don. Let me kinda... let me add to that Go real ahead. quick, Don. Yeah, uh, I observed the same thing, and I just want to remind uh, people again, as I was uh, texting people yesterday, so many of them graciously wrote back and said, "Hey, let me know uh, if there's anything I can do." Uh, and I, I have a pretty narrow view right now, but, but Jennifer and Mauricio have a very broad view. And I just want to remind people or maybe tell you for the first time that if you go to that same address, Avalon Church uh, slash help, not only is there a place where if you have a need, you can list your need and get help. Uh, not only is there a place where you can specifically give to the COVID-19 fund, to purchase materials and supplies, but there's a third option that says, I wanna help. Uh, and it gives you the opportunity to provide your information, uh, tell a little bit about you know how you are capable or interested in helping. And the more people that Jennifer and Mauricio have in, in that inventory of names, uh, the, the more we'll be able to impact our community. And that again, just like you said, Don, that's, that's not the staff being the church. That's the church being the church. Exactly, exactly. Now, I know time is, is running short. Um, I, I, there's a question that Annie Gonzalez put online that I, I wanted to respond about this, uh, you know, the disease being the judgment of God. Um, but I wanted to ask you, does anybody want to share anything before we, we say goodbye? Because I'm going to end really focusing on Jesus. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Well, no? yeah, one more thing. No, no, I do. If if you're watching tonight on Facebook or YouTube, we would really, really, really appreciate your feedback, e- even after we conclude here in a moment. Tell us if this was helpful. Tell us if this was beneficial for you. Tell us if you think we should do this again. And if you if you respond positively, if, you know, then we'll schedule another one. And we would love for you to invite your life groups and your and your other people to be a, a part of this kind of forum. So just let us know. Appreciate that. And if you have questions, we'd love to have them in advance because it really helps us. Anybody else want to share anything before we go? Okay. Well, um, Annie, I, I want to end with your question because I think it's really important. Um, you, you, you said that uh, you saw on Facebook a quote of somebody, it looks like a church person who was not satire, 
saying that in the Old Testament that God sends locusts and plagues to, you know, as judgment, and that um, if we repent, all of our problems will be solved. And um, and and you just wanted me to respond to that, I, and I, I want to because um, I really uh, I, I really think that it all <clears throat> revolves around Jesus. And there's a lot of probably different opinions on this, and I don't want to tell anybody else that they're wrong. They are. I'm oh, no, just kidding. Um, but I really want to lift up Jesus because when Jesus hung on that cross and he paid for the sins of the world, all of God's judgment, every, every bit of anger uh, was put on Jesus on that cross. He died paying for our sins. He is the one who um, made it so that uh, cities aren't judged because um, of sin like this. It is... It is truly the judgment was on Jesus, and, and especially with COVID, this is a worldwide issue. The church is suffering, atheists are suffering, sinners, which is all of us, we're all suffering. We're all in this together, um, and so I think that um, this is the time that you know these things happen, and and you look at history, they've happened over and over, but these are the times when the church rises up. It reminds me of the fourth century when um, so the Christians were the ones rushing in and helping those who had the plague. And literally the Roman Empire was converted to Christianity during this time, during the 300s and 200s, 300s and 400s. And, and they said that, that it was the deeds of the Christians that uh, were so evident and so different than what they had seen in anybody else that that it was compelling and they wanted to know the Jesus that these Christians were following. And um, I think that uh, I don't look at this as judgment. I look at this as, an, as, as a, an, a time, an opportunity for us to truly be the hands and feet of Jesus, that, in, that we suffer al alongside everybody else, but that in the suffering, we don't hoard. In the suffering, we love. In the suffering, we sacrifice. In the suffering, we risk potentially um, uh, the disease because we're helping others. But um, and and it, whether we catch a disease or we don't, in the end, it's all going to be okay. And so that's the way I look at it. I, I want to lift up Jesus. He is bigger than the coronavirus. Coronavirus. He is bigger than what we're going through. And he wants to do something amazing in the midst of all of this, something that could have never been done, beauty that could have never happened had we not experienced this together. So um, I, I wanna say thank you to the church for everybody who is um, you know, looking and watching. And, uh, and um, just if you don't mind, I'd like to end with a prayer just to say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are our hope that we do not have to, um, to go through this alone, but that we have each other as a family and we have you, Lord. And so God, we wanna just, um, we wanna lift up your name and praise you because you are worthy uh, for us to follow. You are our hope and we are grateful. In your name we pray, amen. You have a good night. We'll see you Sunday.